Welcome to the Unstoppable Profit Podcast. This podcast will give independent insurance agents all of the tools to grow your business and live life on your terms. Wherever you are today, if you're starting with nothing or well on your way to the success you desire with the right people, processes, and promotions in place, you will be unstoppable. And now I'd like to introduce your host, Mike Stromso. Welcome, everybody, to the next episode of the Unstoppable Profit Podcast. And I've been excited about this podcast since I finally uh, reconnected with my longtime friend and colleague, Mr. Patrick O'Neill. And in that conversation, something came up. And anytime I hear this word, should we tell him what the word is, Patrick? You may tell him, Mike. Okay, thank you. Culture. Patrick was talking about culture and the things that have happened in their agency since they intentionally made a choice to address their culture and to make it better. Great things have happened. They have been recognized nationally among many, many other things. But before we go there, it's my honor and privilege to welcome my longtime friend and colleague, Mr. Patrick O'Neill, to the podcast. Patrick, welcome. Mike, thanks. It's great to be here. and. Um... I'm really grateful uh, for this opportunity. You know, that's that's something that's gratitude is important to you. I know that and it is to me. And uh, it's a great way to live our lives, you know, with with gratitude. It just opens us up for a lot more opportunities and to see things differently. So so thanks for the opportunity. I'm grateful. And um, we have been uh, longtime friends and I've been inspired by you for 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 many, many years. And we share, you know, shared a lot of business successes together, but also we shared our personal lives and our families. So, you know, since the since we first met, you know, we've our children have all grown. We now have seven, three married, uh, four, seven grandchildren, and we're really blessed and really grateful to have all seven of our grandkids living within really a few blocks of us. And so that fulfills our lives in ways that I never imagined. And Pam's just. Uh, you know, she's a great uh, wife, mother, and grandmother. So, anyways, that's that's uh, we have a lot to be great, grateful for and thankful, and that's that's one of them. So, yes, we do. And, and, and go ahead. Sorry, as I say, I just I've been in the business, you know, a little over thirty years. It's amazing how time flies, and uh, it's fun now. Our oldest son Pat's in the business and has has been a great addition to the team. Yeah, and and you strategically, I remember a number of years ago, strategically and intentionally, and. That might be a big takeaway for anybody either watching or listening to this strategically and intentionally. And Patrick O'Neill and learning about his incredible business mindset over the years, he thinks about what he wants the outcome to be and then does something about it. And in bringing Pat into his business, I know that was part of his plan and he took the actions that were necessary. So Patrick O'Neill and his family personally and professionally, are one of the best of the best that I've ever been privileged to get to know. Pam and the kids and the grandkids, I believe I've met all of them and just phenomenal. So congratulations to you, dad. But let's go back in the insurance industry. Your family also has a history in the business, right? It does. My father um, worked for regional insurance company here in Ohio and had a really strong influence on me. I I graduated from uh, college with a degree in accounting, went on to become a CPA, and but really had the itch to get in to, to find a business. And thankfully, uh, I followed 
somewhat in his path. And he helped me find an agency in our little town, Wadsworth, Ohio, which is about 30 miles south of Cleveland. And uh, really the rest is history. And so I owe a lot uh, to him and to his contacts that really helped me get started. Yeah. So I guess I, I'm, I knew your dad was in the industry, but he didn't, he wasn't in the agency business. Nope. Okay. He so he, he introduced me to a gentleman that was, my dad was his mentor and uh-huh. he was looking to sell his agency and you reached out to my dad and my dad said, well, gosh, coincidentally, Pat, Patrick's looking to buy an agency. And so he put us together and we made a deal and I worked with Mark for about two years and he said, okay, you're ready. And I knew nothing about insurance. Right. And he said, okay, you're ready. I'm ready to go. So I bought him out and then we bought another small agency that same year. And, you know, the rest, you know, we bought a few other agencies through the years and then grown it mostly organically. Yeah. And you've done a phenomenal job. And again, intentionally, Patrick was growing up and you saw an opportunity to possibly bring him in and you had a plan in working with one of your top carriers. He actually went to work there for a couple of years. He did. To learn the business and then came back to the agency after they uh, taught him the ropes, so to speak. And now you are doing phenomenal things. So great stuff. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Yep. That, that worked out. That plan has worked out really, really well. He's super engaged. He's now, he's now the president of the agency that happened about a year and a half ago. And I just became, you know, was the CEO. He's the president. He's the visionary now in the agency and um, just really doing a great job and really well-respected. He walked the first day he came in, he said, Hey, so what what, what do I do? I'm like, well, I'm not going to give you any clients. So you're going to have to like get your own. So he went to work and I said, plus the, once you do this and once you uh, start going out and selling and really building it on your own, when you bring in new people, you'll be able to show them how to do that as well. So that was part of the intention of him having to do it on his own. He picked a niche, he went after it and grew it. And it's really, it's phenomenal to see his, his, uh, his growth. So very smart uh, being a niche player as well. Great job, Deb. Well, you led him to that, but not also not enabling him in any way, letting him learn his own lessons, which is truly important. Would you agree? Right. Absolutely. You know, I, I felt that if he wants to be respected by the rest of the team, he needs to really come in and earn that and show show them that there's no entitlement factor here. That's right. It is, you know, hit the ground running, work hard. And he and he did and he does. And just like the rest of the team, you know, I will I will brag about him just like I will brag about any other team member. Once we're inside the inside the office, I'm known as Patrick. <laughs> exactly. I'm not dad. Right. Never have been from day one. So, we, we, you know, that was we just really want the team to know that, and you know, you, you really can get what you earn here and for anybody and everybody. So goals and expectations. Well done. So let's fast forward to uh, current times and yeah. recognitions. Uh, I recently noticed because of what you have led. And by the way, I thought about this three times since we started talking this morning. Vision is the art of seeing things that other people can't see. So you set the vision many years ago and Patrick has picked up your talent of being a visionary as well. So that's fantastic. Well, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, 
yeah, he's really, um, it's really fun to watch and see. And, um, you know, part of my role is just to help coach and teach and, you know, let him make, make decisions. Right. And, and that's how you continue to gain, you know, success in those areas. So a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So fantastic job. And speaking of visionaries, uh, I know that you guys participated in a program that is specific about having a visionary within an organization and then other people in the hierarchy, if you will, uh, making sure you have the right people in the right seat, et cetera, et cetera. So that's really been super helpful to your uh, progress and success, correct? Correct. You know, I think I'd mentioned to you at some point, you know, it didn't seem like there was a blueprint for this, for our business. It seemed like every agency that I know does it differently, right? Right. Everybody yeah. had their own way. And then we found EOS. And, and it's like anything in life, once you start looking for things, then you find a lot more. So I got really involved with Michael, uh, with David Friedman in, in his culture program. And they had someone from EOS come and present at one uh -huh. of the culture summits. And I'm like, that's it right there. So I brought it back to the team. And like most of us that are entrepreneurs are like, oh, I'm going to read the book and I can do this myself. We can do this ourselves. So, well, we tried that for about six months. We said, this is, this is ridiculous. We're either going to take a lot more time or spend some money. And I said, I, I don't have as much time as I used to. So let's spend the money. Let's get a coach and an implementer. And we did. And it's been the absolute best thing that we've done. We've been running on EOS for over four years, probably five in that range. So mm -hmm. super helpful. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we we too, same kind of path, four or five years, implementer in place, phenomenal. And it keeps everybody on the same page, rowing in the same direction, right? It does. Yeah, yeah. that's the key. Yeah. Yep. And and the other thing that I've learned, uh, I went through an, a leadership course last year. I facilitated a group. And one of my key takeaways out of that program, in addition to the fact, and you'll identify this, and we haven't even talked about this. You know that we're operating within five generations of people right now, right, Patrick? I mean, think back hmm. to the silent yep. generation, the baby boomers, et cetera, et cetera. And I was talking with a, a very another high achieving entrepreneur recently, and they said, Mike, it's probably six or maybe beyond that. And I say, I don't disagree with that. But why is everybody not able to effectively communicate and get along and you know, this and that, and because we're operating within five to six generations of people. How crazy is that, right? And different beliefs, yeah. different ways of communicating, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's it's in a very challenging time, but it's a huge time of opportunity. But the other thing that I learned from that program, the law of familiarity. And it hit hmm. me like a ton of bricks when I lost it, learned it, excuse me, when I learned it. Because, I mean, Pat, we'll take Patrick as the example, right? I mean, he grew up under, you know, Pam and Patrick learning, et cetera, et cetera. But unfortunately, after a period of time, when he got to be, what, seven, eight, nine years old, it was like, okay, dad, whatever. And he wasn't truly listening hmm. because it's the human aspect. But when somebody else from the outside comes in, like aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, it's like, wow, that's awesome. And you're thinking, I've been telling you that for the last year, Right. But it's the same thing with having somebody from the outside come in, like your implementer, right? Exactly. Or somebody influencing the culture, like had happened to you. And that's really what I want to dive into now, Patrick. So mm -hmm. thank you for sharing. Oh, by the way, 
I also want to publicly praise and recognize you and your organization uh, and the president. Uh, I'll see if I can get my regards to him as well. But you have been recognized. Is this your first time or is it a repeat? Your first time? First time. Yeah. Yeah. So recognized nationally as a AM best agency. Big eye. Big eye. Big eye. Forgive me. As a. Go ahead. Yeah. Reagan best practices agency. Best practices Uh, agency. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's something that we hadn't really even focused on or or even had ever even applied for, you know, giving them the information. And we just thought, well, this is the year. Let's do this. Why not? You know, this is, uh, you know, we get you put your head down sometimes and you just work hard and things happen. And and we need to come up and say, well, wait a minute. What what, does does this make sense for us to do? And we did it. And um, it's really, really rewarding. And uh, we were sharing that out yesterday with our team at the state of the company, our quarterly state of the company, that that's just one of the things that's, that's a real success for our agency. And, and it just, it just means that it's not just obviously us, it's the whole team that's contributing to our success. And we just want them to know that and share that with them. And so, yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty rewarding. Really, really was. Well, agree. However, it was earned and you guys have done the necessary work to reach that plateau because I, I I'm very familiar uh, with the best practices agency program, forgive my miss earlier, but, uh, and people that you and I know well that we've known for a long, long time have also reached that plateau only about roughly 200 or so agencies out of all the agencies in America are recognized as a best practices agency. So it's an elite group, the elite of the elite, and uh, to your commendation, uh, your agency that you have built now, but Patrick is building, uh, has that recognition. So congratulations. Thank you. Not too many can earn the right to say we are a best practices agency. So congratulations. Super, I really super proud that. of you guys. Great job. Now, that's why you yep. should listen to every word that Patrick's going to share about culture over the next few minutes that we have together on this subject. And that's what I wanted to pull out of Patrick's incredible mind, business mind, visionary mind. Okay. So Patrick, before uh, they launched into EOS, they were working on their culture, right? Because we all know that culture eats strategy and everything else for breakfast. And you have other thoughts on that. So dive in. Why did you, what started you thinking about culture and making sure that you had your finger on the pulse of your culture? Great, great question. And I think it really has to do with, you know, everybody rowing in the same direction. It's just a lot of good people, but we were missing something. And uh, this all came about with uh, some, we were looking to, we hired a, re- a recruiter, a search firm to find a producer. And he said, well, before I do that, I want to get to know your company. You know, I want to know your culture. And he asked a question that stuck with me. He said, what are the values? that you live out every single day in your agency. And it's like, oh, those are the 10 things we have listed on our wall. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. We're living them out every single day. So that really struck me as we need, we, we've got some work to do. So that began, that really began my, my culture journey. And uh, I reached out to this, this guy some more and he shared a book with me called The Three Impossible Promises. And it was all about, this woman from Ohio, actually, in Cincinnati, that transformed the way gymnastics was taught in the United States, which is crazy. But anyway, that's her whole book. And 
it was fabulous. So I got really, really intrigued and then began that journey. And through another organization I'm a part of, got introduced to David Friedman. And he had written a book called Fundamentally Different. Mm. And it's really, it's really based on the Ritz-Carlton approach to really what they called their basics. So everything revolves around the first step is to define, define the behaviors that drive success. Mm. It's all based on behaviors. Values mean things to so many, mean different things to each of us. It's right. really hard to define a value because my value in Akron, Wadsworth, Ohio is completely different than a value for somebody living in California or living in an inner city. So whole approach is defining behaviors that drive success. So we spent mm. a lot of time coming up with our fundamentals, fundamentals because they're fundamental to success. So we have 30, believe it or not, 30 fundamentals that are part of what we call now the O'Neill way. Like and it. so once you define them, you got to be really clear on what are those behaviors that drive success. Then you have, then you really have to find ways to ritualize those behaviors. How do we practice them? How do we do them over and over and over with enough repetition that they just become part of who we are? And so that's what we've been doing now for the past many seven or more years, really practicing our fundamentals. That is phenomenal. So uh, I heard you say that you went through identifying the behaviors that drive success, working on the values. Give us an idea. How long did you invest working on that as an organization? Week, month? Probably over a couple of months. Okay. Yeah. yeah so we, it's not an overnight thing. It, it, it's not. Yeah. We worked with a consultant. Uh, that helped us really uh, define those behaviors. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So it took about from the time we had our first meetings, and it was really myself and Jody and Pat. And oh no, it's before Pat. It was uh, Pat. No, Pat was here. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, and Tom, another. You know, right. we we spent a lot of time as leadership really defining the behaviors that we decided. We're going to be the culture we want. So it's really a top-down thing. These are the behaviors that we want to see that will drive success. So that's a These great point. Let's talk about that for just a minute. Yeah. So yeah. the leadership team, if you will, are the ones that started, uh, you know, creating the values that you're going to live out every day, defining the behaviors that drive success. But it was the leadership team that were putting those together, right? Yes. And so talk about how you transitioned what you learned and put together for the future of the organization and cause that to trickle down to the team. How did you get them to buy in and how did that develop out through your entire organization? And I know that was a big multiple question mouthful. Yeah. Right. Right. So I think I really believe that people want to be led, you know, that people want, they want to have good leadership and they want to know that there's, there's space at the top and that they're going somewhere and that we stand for something. So we just, that, that's really part of it is for us to define the culture that we want. And then you attract people to be a part of that. And you really hope that the people that are already in your organization are the ones that are going to stay, that are attracted to that. But it, it became very clear that this was not something that was going to go away. 
I think people can re can relate to the fact that we go to a seminar, or we go to mm -hmm. something, we hear all this stuff. We're like, this is great stuff. Let's go implement it. And then it dies out. Why do you think that happens? Because I think we get busy. We hear mm -hmm. a great idea. We're all, you know, as, as, as leaders, we, we hear things. We're like, God, that'd be great. And then we don't, we, we get busy and they just kind of fall away. That's it. So the key to this is, is the ritual ritualizing it, making it real every day, every week, 52 weeks out of the year, you know, all the time. So we can talk about that in a little bit. But um, so the buy-in comes from, you know, we had a whole rollout. We defined these. We came up with our, we call the O'Neill way with the 30 fundamentals. And then we rolled it out. We took the team off site and we, um, we had a lunch and a meeting and we shared all the fundamentals and we did a few games to help People kind of connect with those. And then uh, we just started in week week one. One of the rituals that I did was write what that fundamental means to me. So on Monday, mm. I wrote, if you took fundamental number one, which is do what's in the best interest of our clients. And I wrote about that. Right. And then each week we would talk about it. We start every meeting with the fundamental of the week. And we start client meetings prospect meetings. We actually picked up some clients. They were like, what is this? And so you get to tell them what we're doing and how we're building culture. So Wow. So where were you putting this out when you wrote about it? Was your blog or? In, in an email. Yeah. Okay. Internal, internal email just to the team. Yeah. So wow. Fundamental of the week. And then we, we had each of the leaders do that. And then we had team members do it. And now it's evolved into something different from that, from that time. And, I love that idea. So let me make sure that I repeat that so everybody was paying who may or may not have been paying attention heard what Patrick just said. It's an absolute gold nugget. And by the way, Patrick, these are gold nuggets that we have. When somebody drops a gold nugget, here's your virtual award of a gold nugget. Thank you. I'll look for it in the mail. <laughs> it's coming your way. But anyway, with that being said, um, Patrick wrote about each of the, correct me if I'm wrong, core values or behaviors. Fundamentals. Fundamentals. Thank you. All right. So that's another one uh, from my takeaway notes. Fundamentals. So Patrick wrote about one of the fundamentals and you sent it out to the team based on what you felt that fundamental meant to the organization? Correct. Okay. Yep. Yep. And so you would continually send that out to the team and I'll suggest one of the teammates got a hold of it and said, this is awesome stuff and shared it with a client or was telling it or a prospect about it or something. Well, I'm sure that's what uh, that that's happened. But intentionally, we start every meeting within a, you know, a client meeting, prospect meeting with an agenda. And number one on the agenda is fundamental of the week. Awesome. And we, fundamental and we just, of the week. Our fundamental of the week, we have 30 of them and we do one a week and we've been doing this now for, like I said, seven years. And so once you get to the end of the 30, you start all over again. We've been doing it over and over and over and we have not changed these. They're, they last. I mean, they even with all the changes in business, I, just this week, I was the, the fundamental of the week this week is let, let the appearance um, make our appearance a reflection of our quality. And then there's a little you know, paragraph about that. Right. We're thinking, you know, that's, that, that used to mean something different back in the day when clients would come to our office, we'd visit clients. Well, now we show up on zoom. Right. Well, what does our office look like? What do we <laughs> look like? I mean, these are all important things. So 
they kind of change, they can change with the time. So thought, well, that's still a very good, yeah, good fundamental. So we go through these one a week for 30 weeks and start all over in this repetition, repetition, as I was, I think I mentioned that earlier, how important that is. A hundred percent. That is amazing. And we were talking about before we started seven to Welch, right? So right. You know, people need That's to hear it. things at least seven times, if not until they want to <clears throat> give it up. So, well, exactly. And that's the idea. This, this goes until I retire and then hopefully it'll be a legacy that will continue and, and it should, but uh, that's, it has some permanence to it. So there is so much that can be built off of just that one practice. That is phenomenal. I hope everybody picked that up. Thank you for sharing. So you talked a little bit about the repetition. This is happening on a weekly basis. You take mm -hmm. a fundamental and you talk about a different fundamental every week, right? Correct. So why do you think this is important to anybody on the O'Neill team? And maybe bigger than that, why is it important to who the O'Neill Insurance Agency is? Hmm. Great question, because I think they, they, first of all, they define who we are. We have this, I always say, you know, we have like, it's like the, 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 the railroad, the track going down. Right. We, we know where we're going. And if we get off track, we can look at our fundamentals and say, wow, this is why we got off track. We weren't, one of them is be positive. Yeah, we weren't really positive. We're kind of so let's get back on track. So it really gives us that that path to go on. It gives us a common language. It, it really it, and it impacts us not just in our business, but our personal lives. Right. That's the thing that I've heard, you know, a lot from the team over the years is how it impacts them personally as well as professionally. So you're leaving legacies within the households of your team members because of this culture work that you've done mm -hmm. and the, the fundamental foundation of behavior right. that you've set within your organization. Yeah. And the what thing you, go ahead, please. Just let me just one thing on yeah, that. Yeah. The, yeah. The, go ahead. The thing I love about the fact that there, there are behaviors and you can see behaviors, right? You can't mm -hmm. really see value so much. They come uh, up with behaviors mm -hmm. you can observe. Mm -hmm. And you can coach and you can teach around those. And that's how we've used it to help really coach and teach our team and all and us too as leaders. You know, we have to live this. That's one of the foundations of, of culture by design is to lead by example. And that's really challenging because people are watching all the time, but but it's, it's, you know, when you do it with people's best interests at, at, at heart, they know we're human and we're going to screw up. And, but the team has embraced it. And it's been a just, you know, a way for us to continue to strengthen our culture every day, every week. So I'm not going to ask you to go into great detail, but this is a question that may be going through the minds of our listeners and or viewing audience and of myself. So let's say, because my good friend Fred Kramer uh, taught me about a year ago, things are good, never perfect, right? Yep. Let's say one of our team members falls off track, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. and yep. continually falls off track. And they've been reminded, <clears throat> aka a warning, this yeah. is not acceptable. Uh, do you? Is this your basis for not only hiring, but termination, yeah. maybe? Yeah. 
I mean, it's so critical. It's a great question because, you know, once you define your behaviors, once you ritualize them, we talked about fundamental of the week, talking about starting meetings. Those are all the rituals we've we've Mm -hmm. brought into it is to really select the right people for your team. Mm -hmm. And it's always culture first, culture Mm -hmm. first. Now, if someone has the experience that is absolutely that we're looking for, that's Mm -hmm. critical, Mm then it's also culture. Right. So select. And then, yes, absolutely. You, the term that's used, you get the culture you that, that you tolerate. The, the, your your cultures are the behaviors that you tolerate the most. So, if we continue to tolerate those behaviors, the other team, the other team members can see it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. oh, we coach, we teach, we encourage. We're not quick to fire. We're quicker. It's all circumstantial, but yeah, I mean, it's. If you're not a good culture fit, it, you're just you're gonna self self select out actually. Right. That, right. You've seen that happen. So, but by setting this yeah. path that you've set, and this is just what you know that little natural buzz you get when something awesome happens. Mm-hmm. I've got that going on right now because of what you're sharing. Thank you, Patrick. You're welcome. So, because this platform that you've set of continued repetition of your fundamentals and behaviors and all that. I have found in my journey of 35 years in this industry, this awesome industry, that, and you talked about uh, impacting people's lives personally and professionally, I have found when I dig into it, that a lot of times people have things going on personally that we don't know about, right? And so now you have set the platform to be able to have those conversations because you're consistently sharing the behaviors and the fundamentals and the values and everything that you feel are important. And you're able to enter into that conversation maybe a little more easily. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and I help and help them personally on maybe some of the most critical decisions of their lives. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say maybe other team members get into that a little bit more, but you know, because the foundation of all this has to be trust. Right. And, and exactly. that's exactly mm-hmm. the people know that, that, that we can be trusted and um, we can be vulnerable. That's key. And uh, so it's, it is rewarding. And then people do open up and they'll talk to other people and get, and get the help. But we, I, I can't brag about our team enough, Mike. It's really, we got a phenomenal group of people. They really are engaged. We, we, it's just, it's so awesome to see them do things that, that as an owner, it's like, I don't have to do that because we got awesome team members that are doing these things. So it's really cool. Speaking of that, how many team members do you have roughly? We have 20. Uh-huh. We're, we're, we're international now. We just hired our first Filipino. Okay. Oh. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. You know, one of uh, yeah. Yeah. The, awesome. Congratulations. That's, that's new to us. And we've mm-hmm. got people, you know, now that are uh, remote uh, remote employees in other states that we never had before the pandemic. And it opened up an opportunity for us to attract some people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's been awesome to have how we run our business on EOS and have our culture to, to integrate somebody into that uh, that's remote and uh, more challenging, but it's very, very doable because you'll love this word. We've, we really, institutionalized our culture. We made it a process. Culture can become a process like a sales process, like a finance process. 
you know, we have all these plans, but you can also make culture that way. And that's what we've done. That's what I've learned from, you know, the genius behind all this. Yeah. Um, by the way, your title is, among other things, uh, CEO. Chief culture, Chief culture Officer. Chief Culture Officer. That's I my love most it. coveted title. I love it. Yeah. So I love that too. Yeah. Yeah. So two things that you just said prompted another thought. Uh, I'm reading a book again because I got so much out of it the first three times going back through it again. And they talk about in that book, invisible architecture, hmm. which, you know, what you were just talking about kind of led to that thought. I mean, it's, it's something that's that fog around your agency in a positive way. That's good, which is your culture, right? And what you don't confront, you condone, right? Back to True. something you said a couple minutes yeah, ago. So yeah, absolutely. Yep. So by by the way, do you have your offsites out at Seneca Lake? We 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 did just this past <laughs> week, as a matter of fact. Yeah. yeah. So that that's a place that uh, we we invested time together, uh, grew together, learned together, and we met a fella out there at Seneca Lake one time called Sven. <laughs> <laughs> great times. Yeah, it was. It was great times. Get our yeah. families together. Yeah, as we wrap it up, Patrick, I mean, phenomenal share. Let me just drop three things and I'm going to let you, you know, anything you want to wrap up with to help everybody either listening or watching. Uh, We got three books on the table because people are constantly asking me, Mike, what are you reading? What are you reading? What are you reading? Well, you mentioned Three Impossible Promises is the name Mm -hmm. of the book, right? Yep. And then Fundamentally Different, which is by David J. Friedman. Right. And then Culture by Design. Is that also David J. Friedman? It is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the, there's three opportunities for everybody to learn more uh, about what you just learned from Patrick, the absolute gold nuggets that he's dropping. Patrick, uh, as yeah. we begin to wrap it up today, thank you for your time. Anything else to add? You know, if people that are listening have questions on this, I'm happy to uh, reach out to me. I'm happy to engage with them personally in ways that I could possibly help them. So I just want your your audience to know that. So Thank you. Happy to help share more. There's this. There's a lot more to this, as you know, and it can go a lot deeper. But it's uh, it's been transformative. And thank you. And you know, knowing people like you, Mike, in my life just enriches my life. And I'm so happy that we reconnected just a couple of weeks ago after a, a short hiatus. But yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. And I, I noticed behind you uh, in the visual, uh, Patrick also. Um recognized as the national agency of the month on the cover of rough notes again because of who they have become as an agency business so congratulations to you to your family to your team and i know you're just getting started back to day one right (laughs) yeah right (laughs) which is what we talked about this morning i mean we learned it from some guy who's had a little bit of success in his industry exactly exactly (laughs) so So anyway patrick o'neill thank you sir Michael, thank you. I really appreciate it. My, my pleasure. Uh, give our best to Pam and the family, and we look forward to reconnecting again soon. And I heard what you just said, so I won't forget about that. So anyway, Alrighty. very generous. Uh, it doesn't surprise me at all. Patrick O'Neill, one of the best out there personally and professionally. And if this is your first time joining us on the podcast, welcome. My name is Mike Strom, so I'm widely recognized as a leading author, speaker, and coach for the independent insurance agency industry. You can learn more about us at unstoppableprofitproducer.com. If you're interested in attending one of our virtual or live events, you can find out more at uppfaststart.com. 
www.beunstoppableboot.com is our virtual event or beunstoppablebootcamp.com is our live event. Both trainings are designed to share with everybody some of our best money-making strategies developed over 35 years of research in our industry as a proud independent insurance agent 100% of the time. Again, all designed to help you grow your business, create wealth, and have more freedom so you can live life on your own terms. And please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Just go to unstoppableprofitpodcast.com. Go up to the top, hit subscribe so you don't miss one valuable episode learning from the likes of Mr. Patrick O'Neill. Great takeaways. All right. You don't want to miss one episode. And we're out there on all the channels, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, now Amazon, and our YouTube channel where you can see this visually as well. So again, Mr. Patrick O'Neill, thank you for joining us today. Mike, thanks again. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Hey, thank you everybody for joining us. And until our next episode, get out there, make a difference, be unstoppable and leave no regrets. And remember, a decision and action. That's all you need to do. Take action today. We'll see you again next time. Can't get enough of the Unstoppable Profit Podcast? Come join our next live three-day boot camp in warm, beautiful San Diego. Invest in your ticket today at beunstoppablebootcamp.com. That's beunstoppablebootcamp.com.